0: Joanna, happy day. Happy day. How are you?
1: Happy day, my friend. How are you? Welcome back. It's always a pleasure to start these conversations with you. How has things been going or doing for you?
0: It's great. It's great. I'm, I'm happy to, to report that things are good. Yes, it's great. And, and uh, I know that they're going really well for you as well because I've seen some of your activity online and some of the great things that, that you're involved in. You know, we talk along the way. This is not the only time we talk throughout the week. So congrats on on that. Congrats on your your success. All right. Well, listen, we have been talking a lot about money and that's one of my favorite topics, not because I love money, but because I love what I can do with it and what it it can do for a lot of people, the good that it could do for a lot of people. So we talked about before we had a conversation about the importance of increasing your revenue, top line revenue. And why that why that is so critically important today. Then we also had a conversation about the three types of income that everyone should have. Every individual, frankly, and every business owner should have the three types of income. you know, linear income, uh, leverage income, and residual income. So we, we talked about that. And one of the things that, that that comes up in conversations quite often when we talk about money, when we talk about increasing income, when we talk about having the three thousand income in our organization, is okay. So how do I do that? How should I, how should I do this? Should I start something new on the side? Should I uh, expand my offering in a certain way? Should I look at possibly collaborating with somebody, doing like a joint venture type situation, where I own what I own, you own what you own. But together, we create this third thing that usually has kind of a short-term uh, horizon. You know, it doesn't last forever. That's yeah. what a joint venture is. A lot of times, they don't last forever. They're not designed to last forever. Or should I just bolt on something that's already working? Uh, another piece of business that is already re- generating revenue, that can I bolt on to my organization through acquisition, probably. And 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 increase my top line revenue that way, and and I think that that's a that's an interesting conversation, and we can go on for days talking about this because there's so many ways that you can do this, but I, I wanna I want us to focus on uh, that that critical conversation that a lot of entrepreneurs have with themselves, that internal critical conversation. I have a great idea, and this is how it goes. I have a great idea. This idea is going to change the world. It's a billion dollar idea and I'm going to start that from scratch sometime soon. They never say today. They say sometime soon. So that, that's, that's the romantic side of entrepreneurship, in my opinion. I have an idea. I'm the only one who can do this. I'm going to change, change the world and, and I'm going to start from scratch and I got to do, I'm going to do it by myself on top of that. The other side, and and, and the other side is, hey, uh, my goal is really not to create this new idea, but my goal is to generate new income. What's the best, easiest, fastest way to generate new income? And that's usually looking at something that's already running and see how you can leverage that in your business. So that's what I like to kind of, for us to swim in a little bit today, that topic of, hey, should I start from scratch? Or should I look at something that's already working? I'm going to call it a vehicle. A vehicle that's already working that can get me to that promised land sooner rather than later. So have you gone through this mental exercise yourself?
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) And and you're speaking to me right now and to your audience, but to to myself too. I've been in that situation where, okay, amazing idea the glamorous part of of starting a business, the exciting, right? Which is like, okay, get that LLC running, uh, get um, the website, the the what's Mm not, and then what's next? And then you realize that you sign up for something that it was way bigger than your idea. And oftentimes, at least I didn't know at some point in my entrepreneurial journey that you could do that, that you could actually get businesses that are up and running and you can just invest in that and help it grow a little further. So the initial heavy lifting was done for you. Now it depends also, I believe in what your purpose is. There are people that are great at doing that heavy lifting at that initial part of the business. And once it's there getting profitable, they want out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't want to keep doing the nine to five and what's not because for them, it's more about that independence, I guess also aligns okay. with what it is that you want as a business. You want to be the one that starts it and then leaves it out in the wild? Or you want to be the one that it's from start until you become a Fortune 500 company? I don't know. Can you provide a little bit of light about that?
0: Wow, that's that's a really great um, added bonus to this conversation because you're right. You're 100% right. There are some people who are outstanding at idea generation and starting things. Yes. That's what they do. And that's what drives them. That's their working genius, right? This is what they get up every day to do. And that, but once that thing is started, they get really bored. They don't want to get into operations. They they want to launch an idea. They have the the mental horsepower and the energy to launch, but they're very easily bored with the mundane aspect of growing. A business long term, so that's one side. I hadn't considered that in today's conversation, but it's it's a great adder. Uh, and there are other people who are great operators. You know, they, they tend to just give me something that works and that generates a hundred thousand dollars a month, and I will take it to two hundred thousand dollars a month
1: Correct. because
0: I know how to operate and optimize and scale. You know, and, and the the magic happens when you can do all of that, right? And and those are very few people, honestly. That can do all of that. So that's a great it's a, it's a great point that, that you share, uh, Joanna, because that's that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And I, from my perspective on this, the launching something from scratch or looking for an opportunity that's already running, I'm going to speak from experience, not not from what I hear necessarily, but what I've done. I've, after leaving corporate America. I decided that I, I had to become an entrepreneur because I wasn't going to go through a third massive layoff and, and not being in control. So I had urgency. So I couldn't I couldn't start something from scratch, so I needed to look for a model that was already working. So that's that, that that's what landed me in financial services. I, the structure was already there. I started a business from scratch, but I had the support of an industry and a couple of corporations that were already running. And I was basically another distribution channel for those big companies. That's what insurance agencies, insurance agencies are. They're distribution channels for large corporations. So that was kind of a hybrid, right? That's like when people buy a franchise; they don't, they may not want or, or have the horsepower and or the whatever they, they don't have the interest of starting a new hamburger joint by themselves from scratch. They're rather paid McDonald's $1.5 million to become a franchisee. So so that's what I looked at in financial services. Now, that was hard already because I didn't have any clients. I mean, I started from zero client-wise, but I didn't start from zero on a concept. Now, the other thing is that along the way, as I started growing, I started looking at different opportunities. And when I looked at those opportunities, I, I got a little distracted. And I started quite a few things from scratch. So because it was I saw the opportunity. It was very up- opportunistic of me at the time. And what I did was I, I started a construction management company. At the same time, or not, not too much time after that, I started any a corporate event production company because I saw those as opportunities. And those are from scratch. And uh um, businesses that I started from scratch and I'm telling you it was a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. It took a lot longer than I thought it was gonna take and it took a lot more money that I thought it would they would. And on top of that they distracted me from my main thing, which was financial services. So I, I tell you this to 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 tell you that I, I am a big believer that if you're looking to 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 grow a business and have a real business you should be looking at what's out there already, what vehicle out there is already running and getting that vehicle. And the data supports that. You know, when you talk about, you know, the business startups and failures and success and failure rates, you see how much, what's such a large percentage of new businesses that fail? Those are startups. Those are ones that start from scratch. So, and when you when you look at that and then you look at the other side of the coin that says, you know, over the next 10 years, something like $10 trillion worth of businesses is going to change hands. These are businesses on every size in the U.S. that have founder owners that are getting ready to retire or they're tired and they don't want to do this anymore and they don't have an exit plan, but they have solid businesses that are running, that are profitable, and that they need to get rid of. So doesn't that make more sense to look at those opportunities first? You know, to look at it in a pragmatic way, without, without the, the rose-colored glasses uh, about the it's so romantic to being an entrepreneur. You know, I, I didn't become an entrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. I became an entrepreneur to make money. So what is the path to make money? But there's many. But I, I will tell you that if I started today, I would not start from scratch. I wouldn't start anything from scratch. I will look at vehicles that are already running that have cash flow that I can see an opportunity to grow. Because like you said earlier, the heavy lifting is done. A lot of it is done. Yes. So that's just my perspective from from personal experience.
1: No, the same thought? thing here. I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, if I would have known that it entailed all of this effort, which has been worth it. It's been a learning yeah. curve. I'm not saying that Oh, I regret it. No, it's it's already been done. Besides, we cannot turn back time. But we can take those things as building blocks to build ourselves some lessons, valuable ones, by the way. So I definitely concur with you uh, now that I'm a little bit more seasoned. I'm not the mega expert either. <laughs> You're the business financial guru here. Um, I would definitely would have find a way where I cannot enter in this alone and find a better way to support my goals at the moment. But hey, you live and learn. Now you do, which is why we're sharing this with other people so they can accelerate that journey and have a really honest conversation with themselves and see, okay, am I the heavy lifter? Am I not? Do I thrive in operations? Or do I want something that needs little to no supervision from my end? What do I want to do? And those conversations are pivotal because we buy in to the glamorization of yeah. entrepreneurship. Um, we believe that we can be the next um, Jeff Bezos. I mean, Jeff Bezos, yeah. it, it took him to box sweat and tears. And then as a nasty divorce, it took almost half of, of his assets, <laughs> you know? So try to figure out first and have that real conversation with yourself. Am I doing this for myself, for recognition, because I want money? What it is that I want to do and I'm willing to sacrifice given the time that I have right now? And I mm-hmm. guess with that, the answer will come easily, not easy. I think so. Easy. I
0: think it will come. I think it'll be, it gives you clarity, right? Yes, Gives you clarity because you know somebody told me a long time ago that starting a business is sexy; it's very sexy. Startup and that vibe and everything's new, but staying in business that's significant.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so you know, I think the first question that at someone who wants to explore entrepreneurship or business ownership they should ask is, "What is your purpose? Why do you why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this?" Number two. Um, what are you willing to give up to do this? And then number three, given the answer to number one and number two, what is the right approach for you? Is it a zero start from scratch deal? Or is it, let's look at a vehicle that's already running in that direction that I want to go. You know, a simple example, if you're in Florida, like you and I are, and we want to go to New York City, there are many ways to get there. So to me, uh somebody starting from scratch is somebody who wants to build a car, manufacture a car so they can get in it and drive to New York City from Florida. I mean, that's one way to get there, right? It's gonna take longer, it's gonna take more energy, it's gonna take more money, and by the time you finish your vehicle, you may not even want to go to New York City. Mm-hmm. So so that's to me, that's a startup. That's a starting from scratch. Another option is hey man there's there's a bus going to New York City that leaves in an hour get on it right or you already have, or your friend has a car that he or she can loan you to go to New York City that's faster that's a vehicle that's already running and is going in the right direction so that and it's literally that 9 day difference when you start from scratch and when you bolt on uh, an, an opportunity or a business, you're looking at an opportunity. At the end of the day, what matters is if I want to go from point where I am today and I'm honest about where I am today and I have clarity about where I want to be in the future, point A, where I am, point B, where I want to be in the future. What key, the, the difference, the, you bridge the gap finding the right vehicle. And I will tell you that 99% of the time, you don't have to build it. It's been built. It's got to look for it and get on it and make sure that the vehicle is the right one, that it has a good driver. If you're not going to be the driver, you better make sure that the vehicle has a good driver. And number three, that has fuel to go the, dis- to go the distance. That's the way I look at business now. And and I didn't 15, 20 years ago. I did not. And I wish I had. So I'm hoping that this conversation you know, adds value to the people who, who are listening and perhaps... You know, looking at different ways to, to generate income for themselves, for their families, or those who are needing to increase the top line of their existing businesses. Does that make sense? Does that Absolutely.
1: Make sense? Absolutely. It makes total sense. Total sense at all. And I, I, it, it does. I, it, it just right now, I'm just connecting so many dots that, of course, at the moment mm-hmm. when you start in this journey, you only know what you know. Right. Like I mentioned before, I didn't even know earlier that you were supposed to, you could buy running businesses. But then again came the the circumstance. Well, probably I didn't have the budget to do that. So perhaps it's easier, hello, easier to start something on my own with my talents and then start building from that. Yeah. It took longer, but it does not mean that it wasn't worth it either. But But it also depends, of course. What's what's your journey? What's your purpose, and what do you feel comfortable navigating and taking those lessons and start building? Now you know, so now you know make smart choices. Make smart choices, guys. Yeah. Thank you. It...
0: Go ahead. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt.
1: No, no, and thank you, thank you so much for for clearing this out for us. Yes,
0: one hundred percent. And and you know that, that's a concern that a lot of people have, and we do a lot of things in our lives, personally and in business, based on our budget, right? And, and the assumption that it would be too expensive to do it differently from what we already decided is the right way. So sometimes we don't even look at how much it would take to acquire a business. We just say, well, I want to do it for myself, by myself anyway. This yeah. is sexy. So that must be very expensive. And, and that's not necessarily the case. You know, When you have that many businesses transferring hands over the next 10 years, you know, I will tell you the typical example is someone who build a business from scratch early on 25, 30 years ago when they had the energy to do it and the interest and the um, the the goal was to build something nice for themselves and their families. And the assumption was when I'm ready, my kids will take it over mm-hmm. or they'll be a ready buyer for this because this is a really good business. And what they're learning now that they need to, they don't, they're tired the founder is tired. The, the business is, is healthy, but it went like this. Whoop, and it plateaued because the, the owner is not putting more energy into it. It's not investing. It's not harvesting. Yes. Right? So because they're tired and they may be comfortable too. So they don't have this energy to to make it built and make it bigger. And they want to transition out of the business. So what they learn is that their kids don't want them because they mm-hmm. see how part the parents work and they don't want to do that or they have no interest. You know, that the, the business is an HVAC commercial HVAC business and the kids are going to medical school. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. You can't assume that your kids want it. And number two, you think, well, it's so good that some, there'll be a, a, a line of buyers ready to buy. And that's not the case either. A lot of times. Um, or, or the third one is there are some buyers, but the owner is putting so much premium under blood, sweat, and tears for 25 years that the market is not willing to pay for that. Yeah. So so that's really what happens a lot of times. There is no willing buyer right now. But here comes someone who has an entrepreneurial dream, someone who wants to, you know, build, build an asset that throws cash to better their present and the future for their families. And they don't want to start from scratch. Now, they may not have the money. But it's not an awful conversation or an uncommon conversation to go to that owner and say, I understand that this is a $10 million business and it cash flows X, you know, is maybe an 18% margin business uh, and you won so many millions of dollars for that. I can't do that. But what I'll do is this. If you self-finance this business, I will commit to basically come to work for you for a year, 18 months. And show you how I can grow this business. If you're doing $10 million a year today, anything above $10 million a year, we're going to split 50-50 the profits. Because I don't own it, but I want to. I want a taste of, yeah. of what you're growing. And I want to show you that I can grow this business and preserve your legacy. And then if you give me a couple of years after that, I will continue to pay you uh, dividends. Um for so many years until I can give you a balloon payment, if that's what you want. So there's many ways of, of doing this and get it started getting yeah. started right away. That's just one way. There's dozens of ways of doing this. And and with so many businesses changing hands or needing to change hands, I think people are gonna get pretty creative and uh, yes. how how to how to part with their assets, especially if you have a, a larger business, you know, 15, 20 million dollar business, that you that the price for that business, is a couple million bucks, three, four, five million dollars. Nobody wants to get hit with a 50% tax liability a closing, right? So there are other ways that you can start paying that owner back so they don't get hit so hard with taxes at any one time. So all this is saying, let's not assume that I can't afford it. There, there are ways that, that you can do that.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And that's why it's important to have these conversations where you can bring some clarity into this, this mess, because there's always a message in the mess.
0: Absolutely. And I've, gone, I've gotten very messy. I've, <laughs> I've gotten very messy, very muddy, very bruised. Uh, and, you know, here I am. I'm still alive. But I, 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 think, I think if I just knew even 10 percent more than I did then, the road would have been a lot smoother
1: which is why we're having these conversations right now, my friend. And, and thank you so much for sharing this information. Um, if you have as any questions beyond this, please remember this is a dialogue and insert them there in the comment section. And uh, it's a great pleasure to have you, Antonio. The any other pearls of wisdoms he wants to share?
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, this conversation is happening so often that actually we're we're going to be doing a, an in-person presentation like a, a, a private lunch that we're, we're going to be hosting in the next few days. Here in Orlando, where we're going to talk about, hey, how do we do this? How do we do this the right way? How do we look at bolting on new revenue streams or an existing business? How do we look at how, how can we? what are the options to bring not only more linear income, but create leverage in your business and also bring in, generate some some residual income? into your business. So we're going to be talking about how do you evaluate opportunities and to decide what's the right opportunity for you. What's the right opportunity for your business. If you have nothing, what is the right project for you or opportunity? If you already have an existing business, what? how do you evaluate opportunities to bolt on you know, additional revenue into your business? So we're going to have those conversations. We're going to do some private events. Uh, um, both in English and in Spanish. And we're really targeting those those young entrepreneurs, those the small business owners that are looking for this kind of information. So I, I, we'll, we'll put in some information in the comments below because it's going to be an ongoing thing. It, we, we launched it a couple of weeks ago and there's more hunger for it. So we may have to do this for a little bit longer.
1: Yes, I love that. I love that.
0: All right, my friend, anything else you'd like to add to this conversation before no, we go? No, I think go? that
1: everything was was covered, and I loved it. Now you let me thinking, and I'm, I'm going to try to check all these events out, for sure. Awesome,
0: awesome. Well, listen, great to see you, as always. Great to see you. I'm glad you're doing well, and uh, we'll talk soon.
1: Same thing. Bye.